Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy, and thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited. My very good friend, Janet Rodriguez Judd, is with me. Janet is the Missouri Realtors 2021 president. She's our first Hispanic president of Missouri Realtors. We have like 24,000 members. This is a big deal. And a bigger deal than that is she was past Missouri Realtors salesperson of the year. She was Clayton, Missouri's first female police officer back in the 1980s. She teaches safety. She's pretty good with a gun. Gosh, I could go on and on. She's a great real estate salesperson, has her broker's license, and um, more than anything, she's my friend, and I'm so excited she's joining us. And I just want to ask you quickly, Janet, uh, what would you suggest to new agents they need to do as real estate professionals to make their business grow or any advice you would give them? My first piece of advice would be, I want you to learn your listing contract, your sales contract, your addendums. You need to know them inside out and upside down. You need to be able to understand them, explain them, justify them, answer objections to them, and negotiate about them. So you need to know that where things are at. And I can tell you that it gives people a sense of trust when you can say, paragraph nine is my favorite paragraph because it explains what the buyer pays for, what the seller pays for, and then what's, um, oh God, I just had a brain freeze. That's okay. And and then what's um, between the both of them. Oh, the title insurance? Yeah, the title insurance. Yes. Yes, so so there's costs that the seller and the buyer um, take care of. So anyway, our paragraph nine takes care of that. Paragraph 10 takes care of the inspections. You know, paragraph two specifies about inclusions and exclusions. So once you get those in your head, it can impress a buyer and a seller that you know your stuff. And it's a point of difference between you and the other realtors. It really is. And, you know, I'm so glad you said that because knowing the forms, you know, it's one of those items that most agents kind of shove off to the side because they think, well, when I get when I get there, I'll deal with it or my broker will help me or I'll find somebody in the office. But the reality is knowing those builds the confidence and helps you with negotiating for your buyer or for your seller. Uh, It can also, you know, if we don't do it right, it seems to me, and I don't know if you've had that, but it's like the one I slip up on is the one that comes back to haunt me. So, so. I used to keep copies of the contract, the listing contract and the sales contract in front of my, you know, on the nightstand, you know, in front of the TV set. I had a set in my car. So if I had those extra moments, I would just focus on one paragraph. I think that's a great idea. And and go to someone in your office or your broker and say, hey, can you give me your input on paragraph whatever? What do you, How does that work for you? Exactly. And when I was a new agent, and we're talking in the 80s, you know, agents were in the office quite a bit. I mean, now with COVID, it's entirely different. But I can remember sitting at a desk, and I had a notebook like they use in school, um, and I would hear people talking 
to their clients, and I would write down that verbiage so that I could remember it. Exactly. And I had an error. Someone was explaining uh, an inspection contingency, and I would just write that down. And that was... I, so I didn't bother the other agents per se, right? But I eavesdropped a lot, right? <laughs> I, you know, I that's how I got the. My mother always told me like putting a contingent contract was kind of like putting a home in layaway, you know, to a degree, and I used that and it helped me close some deals because we were able, to, you know, one sometimes just getting them to do the contract helps get the ball rolling sometimes. Exactly. So very good. And even good. if they get the house, I mean, if they don't get the house, the fact that they've overcome that hurdle of the first contract will make a big difference. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, well, I love that. One of the things I wanted to ask Janet about, because her and her good friend Donnie, and a good friend of mine as well, Donnie Allen from the Joplin area, they teach safety classes, they have a safety program. I think they can do a three-hour CE or they can do an all-day program. But safety's a big deal. And I want to just remind our listeners, it's not just women, okay? Men, you and I have to take safety precautions as well. So I just wanted to ask Janet regarding safety, what advice could you give to our listeners as real estate professionals and safety in our business. And I guess I should ask quickly too, because I think some people don't know this. This is like rated as kind of a high level it's a for high risk. Yeah. The, no one else works in a profession where we advertise that we're going to be alone in a house at a certain time and date. No one else ever does that. And when you're advertising that you're going to be at an open house between this time and this time and you're by yourself and whether you're male or female, those are different crimes. And that's a crime of opportunity. And so someone could use that as a chance to possibly attack you and take your valuables, et cetera, because everyone knows realtors are rich. We all drive nice cars. We all have nice jewelry and we all make a million dollars. So those are crimes of opportunity. Um, Then there's other crimes that are predators. And so that's going to be the kind of guy that might show up at your open house, and he might look familiar to you, but, but you don't know where you've seen him before. So... And then there's a whole, I can go down a whole different road with that, but the John's question has to do with so many crimes against realtors are never reported because people don't realize it's against them because they were a realtor. Um, and they're embarrassed. And they're, they think that part of it was their fault, and it's not. But the way you can protect yourself is, you know, like I, I have a rule, I don't show houses after dark. And... The reason is, one, we're going to have to come back anyway. Right. So it's like, why not just do it one trip and done? Why Time is the most valuable commodity you have. So I'll just say, instead of us having to come back twice, let's just see it while we can. Um, and I love what you, we were talking off air about this topic, and you were, you'd mentioned, don't be a Pop-Tart agent. And I love that because I've been guilty of that. And we need to... 
and I'll let you explain what you mean by a Pop-Tart agent, but you know, that's some great advice you were giving her. It's, it's, it's being able to take control. So when someone calls you and they want to see a house at five o'clock, your first instinct is to say, yay, and you want to go see it. And, and you may not know them. You, you don't know them from Adam. You don't know if they're qualified. You don't know anything about it. But if you can ask the right questions, like they all know how to respond to, do you have a realtor already? If they want to see the house, they're going to say no. But you can ask them questions like, uh, how many open houses have you been to? Are you familiar with the area? You know, do you know about the schools? Uh, and you can tell by their answers how motivated they are. And if they're conversant with you, they might, if they're sharing things with you, then you're going to feel more comfortable. You might ask them what kind of vehicle they're driving, um, who's going to be attending the showing. They might say, you know, I want to see it at 5. You can take control and say, I'm available to show it to you at 6.15. If they're really interested, they're going to be there at 6.15. Uh, an opportunist isn't going to show, change his schedule. He's just going to move on. Exactly. Great so point. That's, that's what I like. You know, I, I like to know what's, where's the location of the Supra. Right. You know, I don't really like it when agents put supers on the side of the house uh, because that's a safety factor. You right. Know, it's put it on the front of the house. That's exactly. just something I want to know where it's at. And if the MLS doesn't say it, I usually ask, call the agent and say, where's the super at? Is it on the front door or the side? Right. Because I want to know. I don't go into the basements with people I don't know. Right. Uh, Try but, to avoid walking in front of them, you exactly. know, just all kinds of, and, and what you said earlier too, take a picture of their license plate or, you know. Let, I'll ask them what kind of vehicle they're driving. Right. And then when I get, sometimes I'll ask them what their plate is and then they'll go, I don't know. Well, I have a personalized plate, so mine's easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, so I'll take a picture when I get there and I'll send it to my husband. But there's all kinds of safety apps that you could use on your phone. There's Forewarn. Uh, I have Be Safe on mine. And they have timers. They have alerts. And you can let your loved ones, you can put them in there. And, you know, it's kind of like a proof of life. If I'm showing a property and that timer goes off seven minutes into the showing, because that's what I have mine set for, they'll go, what's that sound? And I'll go, it's proof of life. And I said, I'm letting my husband know that I'm okay. Very and, good. And I, I love that. It. Well, you've got to be safe in this business. And Janet, Donnie do a wonderful safety course. So hopefully you can see them in person and go up and say, hey, I listened to you on John's podcast. So. And then there but, was one more thing that I wanted to add for a new agent is to not feel bad or, and don't expect your friends or family to use you early on in your career. But it can happen later on in your career too. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, sometimes we just don't know the reasons why. You always want to network and get your cards out and information to them, but I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, don't, don't take it personally and don't get discouraged. You'll get your, you know, That's your right. feelings will be hurt, but they may not want to, you know, share all of their finances and circumstances with you. Uh, and, and, I, I told John, I said, I give myself a 24-hour pity party Yeah. when that happens. It's happened early in my career, and it happens at least maybe once a year. Oh, yeah. 
at least. Exactly. And, and you're caught by surprise, but you just have to move forward. And it's going to be a big test of your fortitude because real estate today is not about HGTV. That's that just right. just glamorizes it. That's right. You know what? You just have to get back up and wipe the dust off your off your pants and go back at it so well I want you to know it's an honor to serve on Janet's leadership team I'm so thankful she's going to be my uh, she's going to still be there when I'm president so uh, but we we have uh, really become good friends and we've just uh, I think we work well together and the leadership team she's doing some amazing amazing things for Missouri Realtors her theme this year is ideas, ideas matter. And you know what? You have an idea and you need to get involved with your Realtor Association, regardless of what state you are listening to. Getting involved with your Realtor Association, put faces with names, names with faces and faces with names. I don't know. I'm all of a sudden confused <laughs> with that, but get to know people on your boards. What You'll I'm trying. learn That's so right. much from that. You'll gain knowledge that will help you with your career. It's, it's once you're involved in a committee and you're sharing ideas, you're developing relationships. Once again, it's about investing in yourself. You're investing time and you're going to gain knowledge. And knowledge is what's going to make you have a point of difference from the other realtors. It is huge. And, uh, you know, you, you ju I, we just can't stress it enough. So, well, Janet, thank you so much. I appreciate your friendship and appreciate you sharing appreciate your knowledge you. and wisdom. And, uh, and uh, it, again, when you get your license, wherever you're at, they can travel. Say, hey, John Mayfield had someone on his podcast. Her name's Janet Judd. And uh, her friend Donnie Allen, they have a safety program. They would love to come to your association and do that. You went to South Dakota, you and Donnie, and it yeah. got snowed in on. In a blizzard. We in a blizzard, there. yeah. Three so, days we were stuck in South so Dakota. They anyway. shut down the airports. And, but yeah, we've traveled. And so that's now. why, you know, jokingly as we sit here, that's why knowing your contract is so important because I remember you were stuck up there for three days and Janet and I both said, because we're both speakers as well, we we're like, that's probably something to put in your contract. You know, what if you get stranded for, for three days? So Subway for three days yes. because all the restaurants and everything closed. So, so that's a good segue to remind you to know, know those forms. Yeah. yeah. Janet, thank you so much. Hey, don't forget, go to globalrealestateschool.com to uh, check us out for pre-licensed real estate schooling, continuing ed. And if you need help passing the real estate exam on the first attempt, Go to help me pass or no my real estate exam coach.com. Help me pass the real estate exam. That takes you over to the YouTube channel. But anyway, hey, thank you so much, Janet. Thanks again. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.